The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? Welcome into the Arrowhead Pride podcast we call From the Podium, where you get to hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. It was quarterback and rookie report day up at St. Joe, which gave us the opportunity for a Zoom media availability with head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, center Creed Humphrey, and linebacker Nick Bolton. So you're going to hear from all of those individuals in that order on this podcast. We'll start with Reed and Mahomes. We'll take a quick break, and then you'll get to hear from the rookies. Right now, though, here is the Chiefs head coach, Andy Reed. Good to see you guys. Um, just on the injury front, uh, we've got some guys that are up here um, and that will work. Uh, DeAndre Baker, Taco Charlton, um, Juan Thornhill, uh, they'll be doing some activities up here in the in the next couple of days. So um, Malik Herring, he'll be up here. He had the knee ACL. He's just rehabbing that. And Armani Watts uh, will also be up here um, with it. He had a foot fracture and is doing well. Just uh, Kyle Long is <clears throat> is also improving. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's improving and, and doing really a great job with his rehab. Likewise. Um, he will not be up here for uh, for this uh, go round for the next couple of days, but he has been he has been uh, rehabbing with us. Um, we've got 30 players that will be here, and we're excited about that. We're we're excited to give them some work. It you're not going to see a, a lot of team necessarily teamwork as much as you will seven on sevens uh, as we go go through this. Um, uh, we're glad to be back up here um, in St. Joe. We we love the hospitality that they give us here at Missouri Western State University um, from their president on down. Um, it's just all class. And uh, that's why we've we've obviously returned um, uh, back here. So um, and it's a great setup. It's a, listen, they've got tremendous facilities which give us an opportunity to get our work done. We're out of the city. And, and secluded here a bit where we can really focus on on football and the challenge that we have ahead. We've got tremendous schedule that's set before us, and we understand that. Some heck of a football team's on there, and, and we've got to make sure that we're, um, we're ready to go. And there's no better place to do it than here. Um, just touching a little bit on the COVID uh, situation, we've got um, about 90% of our players are – uh, have been have taken the shot, and so um, and, and are in the in that uh, protocol there as far as 
what the league's put forward for us. So um, 100% of the, the uh, staff, they've all been vaccinated. So that's a positive. Um, you know, there there's some stats that you I know you guys know, but 79 or you could say 80% of NFL players have at least one of the shots. So uh, that's within the National Football League. And there's six teams that are over 90%. So we're, we're glad to be in that. Uh, they're 90% are over and we're glad to be in that, in that area there. So we're one of the, one of the teams that where the players have really um, have made, you know, they've challenged themselves to get things, to get things done and, and take care of business. So there are different protocols that take place uh, for vaccinated players and unvaccinated players. But again, um, uh, that that's, that's all for safety purposes, which I, you know, it's an important part of it as, as you go forward. And, um, the league's trying to do the best they they possibly can uh, to make that as simple a process as possible. There'll be some changes, so there'll be we're, we're glad the fans are going to be allowed out. There'll be a couple of things that we have to do because of uh, the pandemic and the way it sits. But um, uh, we're, we're glad to have our fans back out. And as you guys know, you did a great job of this last year with us and throughout the off season of, of their little things that are set up for for the media also that they've, they've got to do. So um, with that, again, we're, we're excited. We're excited to be here and, and, uh, and ready to go. And with that, I'm going to just let you guys take it from there. We'll go first to Sam McDowell. Good, Sam. Hey, Andy, how's it going? Good, Sam. Thank you. I think I asked you some version of this the day after the Super Bowl, but I wanted to ask you in reflection now that the off season is nearly complete, which is, you know, you won 16 games last year. You made it to the Super Bowl. So do, do you really harp on that during the offseason as you're going through schematic changes, roster changes, or do you harp on the way it ended and say, we need to make maybe more changes than I thought because of those things? Yeah, well, we thought, listen, you evaluate all of that, probably all the above. <clears throat> and you want to be a better football team is what you want to do. You want to come out of it uh, that way. And, you are, and in our case, you want us to be able to stay – on top the best way you possibly can. And, and so we made changes where needed. Obviously there, there are people that leave every team and there are people that come on board with every team and that's how it goes. And we think we made, made some changes where we've got uh, great competition and, and uh, which should help elevate us um, as a team, as an overall team. Let's go next to Herbie T.O.P. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach, looking good as always. Hope you're well. Oh, thanks, Herbie. I wore this shirt for you. <laughs> hey, Coach, um, we obviously didn't get a chance to talk to you between the break in minicamp and now, but Frank Clark's situation, two-part question here for you. Uh, the first one is, what was your reaction to the news on his two arrests? And I'll, I'll follow up with the other question afterwards. Yeah, so listen, I, I obviously stay in communication with all our players during the break the best way I possibly can, so... Um, I have had a chance to talk with Frank. I'm not going to get into that. There's nothing that has taken place up to this point. Frank will be here and we'll, we'll go forward um, with, with that. And obviously we, we keep tabs on it and he'll, his people will keep tabs on their side um, of it. And we, we move forward. So that, that's where we're at now, but he will be here. Uh, not, not now, but in a couple of days here when the veterans come in. And Coach, as a follow-up, with the uncertainty of his situation, if the league does take action, what's your, what is your comfort level right now at the defensive end position uh, that you'll be able to fill it if he misses time for the season? 
Yeah. So listen, we brought old 97 back and put him back in the mix here last week. So I, I think that's a good addition. And um, yeah, I think we're going to be okay there. And we've got a couple of young guys that we, we think are good football players too. So next to Pete Sweeney. Let me add this to you too. And just a reminder that Chris was working both spots. So he has, we have the flexibility to move Chris out there. And that's where the Jerron Reed part of this, I think was a, was a big addition that, that Veach added to us. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey Coach, we had an opportunity to speak with Nick Bolton and Creed Humphrey earlier today. And considering <laughs> that and going into a rookie camp, top two second rounders there, what are your expectations for each specifically? Uh, and what have you seen out of them so far this offseason? Yeah, Pete, listen, I, I think they're good. Um, these are both good football players. I think the experience that they got um, in the OTA period uh, was good for them. Um, uh, but now, listen, now we put the pads on and, and we'll see. I, I really think that uh, that'll determine how, how things go here uh, down the road. Uh, but both of, them, both of them got enough reps to where they get familiar with the defense and the offense and, and um, in both cases there. So I, I, think, I think they're going to be fine. They, sh- they showed signs of that, but let, let's see how they do. It, it's not just the one day in pads. You know, it's easy to say, okay, pads. Well, it's pad after pad after pad after pad, and that mental and physical fatigue that you that you get uh, through training camp. And so, um, how are you going to handle that and, and still be able to go out and, and play well? Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Andy. Look forward to seeing you in person finally uh, starting tomorrow, right? Yes, that's right. Um, I got a couple of things for you. First of all, you mentioned uh, DeAndre Baker, Juan Thornhill, and Taco earlier. Can you share with us how much they're going to be doing, not just the next few days, but maybe when when camp starts? Are they going to be full go? And and Brad will have one more question as well. Yeah, we'll see. We'll just see how they do here um, uh, as we move forward. We've got a close eye on them. Um, They have been working out and doing a good job with it. But let's just see how they do here, Adam, and we'll we'll take it day by day and – I'll kind of determine how we go with them uh, once once the veterans get in. Okay. And also you said that um, about 90% of the players have been vaccinated. That's, uh, you know, some teams I think are there around the league, but that's a pretty high number. What, what do you attribute that to? Is there something you can put? Yeah, there's six on? teams. There's six teams sitting here right now, Adam, uh, as I walked in here. Um, I, we try to stay up on that. Um, and, and so, listen, I think it's guys just talking to each other. I think it's, Trusting your medical staff, um, uh, which ends up being important in this. Not everybody uh, understands and is is uh, been educated on this, um, or or listen. I guess maybe they have been educated. They're not listening as close. But um, and then you've got to make a decision. We all have had to do this. So you've got to make a decision on how you want to go forward. And the league's got their policy. If you don't have it, and they've got policy. If you have had it, and uh, obviously, if you've had it, it's a it's a little bit easier road. I mean, the the other one's very similar to last year. If you haven't had it, and and uh, and that wasn't the uh, the easiest thing to get through, I think uh, for for everybody. Next to Aaron Ladd, go ahead, Aaron. Andy, hope you're well. Y'all were gone for a long time, so we had to find yeah. something to talk about. It. And Travis Kelsey's last name seemed to come up. Did you know that it was pronounced Kels, or had you been calling him Kelsey? And and the reaction to that. Well, I, I, you know, there's not, a, I don't know how many Kelsies there are in the Irish, uh, you know, race there, but it's, uh, um, 
it, Kels seems more Irish to me than Kelsey, but that, you know, could be either one. I'm not sure. I haven't done the, the whole heritage of it, but it sounded, it sounded okay. I've had a chance to get coach two Kelsey's though, I guess, huh? Right. Let's go next to Matt Derrick. Good, Matt. Hey coach. Good to see you and always appreciate your time. Yeah, you bet. Um, the Cleveland Indians have announced that they're going to be changing their name to the guardians for next season. And obviously Washington has dropped their nickname when, when the chiefs dropped some of the native American imagery, you know, you talked about how that the team has listened to the native American community, but you know, with these clubs changing their name, what are your thoughts about the, the chiefs nickname? And if that's something that you think will stay for forever, or is that something that needs to be thought about? I think Clark and Mark have done a tremendous job with that. So they're on top of that. And, um, uh, our, our brothers here from the Indian community, they've been tremendous um, and um, in voicing their, their opinions on it and have worked with us. And, um, you know, I know we've celebrated that. So it's, uh, um, so I, I don't know other than that. I mean, that's a good question maybe to ask uh, them, but I know it's been a very positive relationship there um, with the community. So. Let's go next to Brandon Zenner. Good, Brandon. Hey, Coach, you mentioned the seclusion that comes with getting away to Missouri, watching the facilities. I'm just wondering what you guys take away from camp up here in St. Joe, getting away as a team that helps you guys going into a new season. Yeah, so, I mean, listen, we, we come up, it's a time for camaraderie and bringing things together as a team. It's, um, it's hard work. Uh, there's no shortcuts, obviously. We're going to try to make sure we cover everything we possibly can. Um, but it's, there's this concentration of football that you take, take in here. It's you're sleeping in a dorm, you're eating over, you know, in the dorm and you're doing all of that. I mean, you're, you're here and it's football kind of 24 seven right now. That's how, that's how it works. And uh, um, so, you know, we'll, uh, we'll keep, we're going to keep it take it day by day like we've always done and, and make sure we try to do the best we can each day to get ourselves, uh, you know, becoming a better football team. Let's go next to Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Coach. So you've spoken before about how uh, OTAs, minicamp, that's all for laying a foundation for particularly these rookie players that you have coming in. What do you expect from them coming in this week in terms of their preparation from what they learned during that time? Yeah, so listen, I mean, the, the nice thing about this is that – um, everybody can kind of get in a flow before the veterans come in. So whether it's the coaches doing the install, whether it's the, it's the players uh, taking the first three days of practice that they're going to repeat here in a couple of days uh, to do, whether it's your veteran quarterbacks getting into the flow before the other guys come in. I mean, these are all positive things that take place in rookie man, in many can excuse me, the, the rookie training camp. Um, it's, it is condensed though because we're not doing team activities. We're not, we're, we're doing seven on sevens as opposed to team, but we'll work through all of the other things versus air uh, with the run game and so on there. Yeah. We've got four more. We'll go right down the line, starting with Harold. Go ahead, Harold. Andy, good to see you. Um, when it comes to, yeah, when it comes to, you know, having that rookie mini camp and having those OTAs, can you quantify how much more advanced you are, even when it comes to little things like Chris Jones switching to DN that you can do in training camp where you kind of just, they kind of just snap into things and just go with the rhythm now, as opposed to, especially last season where you had a very condensed training camp. 
How much more times, if you will, than is are you more advanced and ready to go this time around? Yeah, I think you know it has a chance. Now, how we handle this here, Harold, is the important part, right? But uh, it has a chance to have given us a little runway there to lead into training camp, especially with all the the new people that have come on board here. And and so to me, this was a great time to be able to have uh, the OTAs. I, I, I mentioned it last year. I felt sorry for the teams that had an influx of new players and or new staffs come in and um, and then had to play catch up. So this uh, this at least gave us an opportunity with all the new fellows that are on the team to get ingrained a little bit in their minds, the offense, defense, and special teams, and and then be able to hit training camp where they they're not as worried about knowing all of that stuff as they are getting themselves through where they can actually play and not do quite as much thinking. Go next to Darren Smith. Go ahead, Darren. Uh, good afternoon, coach. A quick two-part right, question. Darren. This is your 29th year coaching in the NFL. What message do you give to the rookies who are trying to make the team and those that you expect to make the team, uh, you know, for them to get their career off on a, on a good path and then have a follow-up? Yeah, I'm glad you reminded me. It's 29 years. So again, you know, it, it is a while. Uh, it's been a while, um, and I love every minute of it. I think you guys know that. So it's uh, it's an honor to coach in the National Football League, and especially to be here in Kansas City with these these folks here are tremendous, and we got a good football team. But um, uh, every year is different, as we know going into this, and so it's so important that you go through the whole process of getting yourself ready. Uh, for the training. Don't take anything for granted. Take every play that you get, every install that's given to you, study it, analyze it, get better at it. It's um, it, You can always improve your game. It doesn't matter what position you are, how, many, how long you've been in the league, doesn't matter. So, you know, really focus in on that. And then let's come out as a better football team than we came in as. And uh, that ends up being uh, important likewise. Next is Seren Petro. Good, Seren. Uh, Coach, uh, I'm just curious, just kind of like housekeeping. I know you said, uh, you know, the Frank Clark thing will come forward, but here for us, we have no information about what kind of timeline uh, there is that how, how this goes through. Uh, are you aware of what the timeline is? Is there a date that you're thinking, hey, we should hear something about this date? Is it different? Than yeah, we've got to just play it out here. I think we'll just play it out here, Seren, and just – See how that how that works. I really don't have uh, specifics for you. Nothing's really taken place there yet, and so uh, we'll just see how things go down the road with that. Okay. And then uh, I asked this of Patrick. You know, not not I don't not, not asking you to comment anything on what's going on with the sure. Packers, but you you guys uh, it seem to have such a great relationship. Patrick and the city. Patrick and the Chiefs. You and Patrick. And you know that that looked like it was that way in Green Bay, but obviously it, it, it's not that way anymore. When you look at that, do you have a reaction say, okay, hey, does that help solidify the organization and say, we got to make sure that this relationship is strong with our quarterback? And, and how do you go about keeping that relationship strong? Yeah. So, I mean, that's what everybody does it different. So I, I don't know. I, I'm not involved with that. I mean, that's like talking about somebody else's marriage. I mean, you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. So I, I, I don't know what took place there. Um, I, but I do, I do know the things that we can control are things here and we try to keep the communication as open as we possibly can. Uh, we've done that in the past, whether it started with Donovan or, 
Michael Vick or, you know, the guys that we, we had there, Garcia, all those guys, we, we've tried to keep everything open um, with communication. So if you do leave, you, you know, you understand kind of where we lie and, 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 uh, but we also want you to be able to come back and feel comfortable with all the things that you've accomplished. So um, it, it's, uh, but communication, I think is probably the key to what we try to do. I mean, and right or wrong. So it's hard to argue with the Packers because they've, they've done a heck of a job, man. The last to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Andy, great shirt. Great to see you. All right, Nate. Um, Thank you. Just want to ask you two quick questions here. Um, if 90% of the guys are vaccinated, what is your message to the 10%? You know, obviously, if, if they are with you as the season goes on, just the, the, what is your message to them? And then secondly, um, now that this is Pat's fifth uh, training camp, what are you most eager, interested, anxious to see from him uh, as he progresses further in his career? Yeah, listen, I don't have anything to, to say one way or the other with the, with the 10%. Um, you know, they know the guys that have been vaccinated and haven't been vaccinated. They know all the coaches have been. So um, it's not it's not anything that I'm uh, I, I'm hoping that they all stay safe. That's what I hope. And, and that they don't get the virus. And uh, that's most important uh, in my eyes. Uh, however, it's done. Um, let's keep keep people safe. And that's that's where I'm at. Was, tell me the second part just again, Nate. What was the second part to that? Did you have a second question? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I just thanks, Brad. Um, just the idea of you you've seen Pat at the beginning, you've seen Pat obviously when he became the starter. Just what's it like for you and what are you most eager, interested to see from him in year five of camp? Yeah, so he's been focused all offseason. Um, he he's always trying to better his game. Um, and so he'll he'll work on that. He has specific things that we've talked about. Um, and he'll dig in on that and, and work on it. He started it in the off-season program, and he'll continue to do it. He's always looking for that next thing that makes him even better than what he is now, and that's the part you love about him. He, he's uh, he, he has that type of personality. He wants to be the best, and and he he it's not just talk. It's uh, uh, he he wants you to be honest with him, direct, coach him, right? Coach him up as, as you go forward with it. Coach, we really appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. All right, take care now. Thanks, guys. Hey, Patrick, uh, I know you were optimistic about this um, at the end of OTAs, but just checking whether there'll be any restrictions on you physically going into camp. And also, can you share what you've been up to the last uh, month or so since the end of OTAs to prepare in a football sense? Yeah, um, I think there'll be no restrictions. Uh, I've been training, uh, running, throwing, uh, doing everything that I, I usually do. And uh, I think that was what was so good about going to OTAs and doing those things is I, I tested it there. I realized I was good. And then, then when I got back with Bobby and started training in the off season with him, um, I was able to do what I normally would do. Next to Herbie T.O.P. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Patrick, how are you? Doing good. How are you? Hey, I'm well, thanks. In light of the NFL's memo yesterday to teams uh, about the potential for canceled games and even potential forfeitures because of a COVID outbreak, I have a two-part question here for you. What was your reaction to that memo when it, when it was made known? And then two, understanding it is a personal choice, but as a team leader, what is your message to the teammates? Um, as far as to the teammates, uh, like I, like I kind of said earlier in the offseason, it's, it's your choice. Do whatever you think's best for you and your family. 
Um, I don't you let it become a distraction. We kind of go about business as we're trying to do whatever we can to win. And if, if you're, if you're not vaccinated, um, just try to just be smart, wear your mask, uh, try to limit your interactions with other people that aren't vaccinated, um, and try to make sure that you're ready to go whenever it's game time. And so, uh, Definitely was a, a big, it's definitely a big deal with that, that coming out, uh, forfeiting games. You never want to do that. But I think we have the guys in the locker room uh, that are either vaccinated or going to be smart if they're not vaccinated and uh, not try to hurt the team in any way. Let's go next to Sam McDale. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Patrick. Um, the last time uh, I'll reflect on, on the end of last year, but I am wondering how much did that game stick with you throughout this entire offseason? Just kind of what were your objectives to accomplish during the offseason? Yeah, I mean, I think it stuck with me for a couple of weeks. Um, but other than that, I mean, I just kind of started back rolling, trying to get myself back to be in this position now where I can go into training camp fully healthy um, and having the, the the mindset of we're going to have to push to, to be even better this year. And uh um, you see every once in a while, the people still talk about it. I mean, they, you see the, the parade when you're in the off season, you see the ring ceremonies and all that different type of stuff. Um, but I think the best thing about getting to training camp is it all starts over. No matter what, how you ended the year, the year before, uh, you have to go in with the mindset of starting from scratch. And so, uh, we're excited to do that and try to make another run at it. Let's go next to Aaron Ladd. Go ahead, Aaron. I appreciate the time here. You're a guy that does a lot of media, right? You're always on when you're tweeting, when you're not, when you're not on. And I saw your online reaction to Naomi Osaka's decision kind of to step back from Wimbledon. Wondering how you deal with just being under a spotlight all the time and the media pressure that comes along with that. Um, I think I had a, uh, a really an advantage of seeing it when I was young. So I understood that it came with being a part of uh, playing professional sports um, but it is different for everybody. Uh, I actually got to watch watch her documentary, and I mean, she blew up extremely fast at a young age. And uh, I think she did what she did because it helped her mental health, and it will help her in the future um, of how she plays the uh, the game of tennis. Um, and so, for me, I just try to keep things in perspective as best as I can. Understand that um, media is part of playing a professional sport. Uh, y'all are doing y'all's job, like I'm doing my job. Um, and, and that at the end of the day, uh, I'm trying to go out there and play the best football and be the best role model and representative, representative of the Chiefs that I possibly can be. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Good, Pete. Hey, Patrick, crazy that uh, we're entering what is going to be your fifth training camp, and you seem to always be able to maintain this competitiveness and this fire. What about uh, this time of year uh, gets you going and ready to turn it on for what is going to be the long haul? I think it's, it comes with the culture that we have in this locker room. Uh, when you're going up against guys like Tyron Matthew and, and Chris Jones every single day and they're talking trash, you kind of have to have that competitive spirit or you're going to get dominated on the practice field. So uh, I think it just comes with the, the guys that you have around you. Uh, don't take a day for granted. And I think we've, we've learned that if we put in the work now, um, that that's, it will be at the end of the season where we want to be at. So uh, it's about uh, uh, putting in the work right now, day by day, getting better and better so that at the end of the year, you have no regrets about uh, what you did in the season. Next is Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. Uh, and, and I'll have a quick follow-up, uh, Brad. Uh, first of all, just your reaction to Oklahoma and Texas, uh, you being a Big 12 guy and everything and, and seeing that move, what's, what's your reaction as, as a uh, Texas Tech alum? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be different. Um, uh, I mean, at the same time, uh, we weren't, we haven't been winning Big 12 championships here of recent. So uh, we got to find a way to, to, to win games at Texas, uh, at Texas Tech and put ourselves in position to be in the, those big, big time bowl games or, or conference, uh, college football playoffs. 
Um, but as far as Texas and Oklahoma leaving, I mean, I, they're doing whatever's best they think is best for them. And I'm hoping that Texas Tech either finds a way to, to do something like, similar or, or find a way to build the conference back up so that when we compete and when, when we're winning games, uh, we can have a chance to be in those playoff games. And then uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not asking any conversations you might have had with Aaron Rodgers because I know you wouldn't say, right, even if you had. But here in Kansas City, people look at that and, you know, there's such a love affair this town with you and and the organization seemingly with you. And it, it seemed like that existed with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and somehow it's it's gotten off track. Fans look at it and say, well, we don't want that ever to be the case with our guy Patrick Mahomes. Uh, how do you look at it, being a guy who's at the you know beginning of his career or beginning to middle of his career and, and seemingly it, it's all clicking, it's all working together. Is there any cautionary tale for you, for, for the organization uh, and the staff there to, to make sure that that relationship is always strong? I think the biggest thing, and I, I can't speak for Aaron and, and the Packers, but I think the biggest thing when you look as an outsider, it's all about communication. It's all about respecting each other uh, as a human being um, and communicating with each other. I thought Aaron uh, has played a long time for that organization. And at some point they lost that communication factor. And I think that's what, where the disconnect just kind of happened. Um, and so for me and the chiefs, I feel like if we just keep this open line of communication, like we have uh, from top down um, and, and the team, the, to the coaches, to the, the Brett Veach, the Clark hunt, I think there'll, there'll never be a problem. Uh, so I think it just comes with the culture that we build here of communicating with each other and respecting each other as, as people. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Patrick, I have two questions for you. To start, there are a nice mix of new guys and some of the core guys that obviously you won a championship with. Just what excites you most about your leadership role and trying to get these two groups to sort of meld together uh, during training camp? And then Brad, I'll have a follow-up. Yeah, I think it started in OTAs and minicamp, um, bringing those new guys in. I th honestly, I, it, it's really cool because you get that energy boost, I think it is, of those guys are ready to go. They 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 hadn't played in that – or some of all Tooney has, but a lot of those guys hadn't played in the Super Bowl or anything like that, so they want to make it there. Um, and then having the culture that you've built with the guys and the, the core guys around us, uh, you get to go in there and they see how we work every single day, and they have the energy that they're going to come do it as well. And I think – Things like this, training camp at St. Joe's and all being together uh, pretty much every single day, you keep building those relationships that have already been built a little bit. And uh, I think it'll bring us together throughout this month of going out, out there and practicing every single day, but also eating every single meal uh, together and, and building those relationships. Yeah. And then secondly, I know Adam uh, mentioned before about the foot and you saying that there should be no restrictions. I'm just wondering from a training aspect, was there anything that you did differently based on just how you played last year or was the training with Bobby more about just building on top of what you guys had done in previous years? Um, we definitely did a little bit more as far as mobility uh, with the foot. Um, we always do stuff with foot and ankle and uh, knees and all that different type of stuff, but we did different stuff just to kind of keep that mobility going, strengthen that stuff that, uh, that I kind of lost whenever you go in and have any surgery, you're going to lose some mobility. And so we did a lot, we did some stuff like that before every single workout. But then once the workout started up, uh, we kind of got rolling like usual. And uh, the good thing about Bobby is uh, he always has some new stuff for me. So he was, he was doing things that he had learned over the year. Um, and I, and I think they worked out well and I'm ready to go in training camp. We've got time for two more. We'll go Brandon and then Matt. Go ahead, Brandon. Hey Patrick, thanks for the time. You might have just answered it, but looking back at training camp last year, the restrictions you had versus the time you guys have had up here in St. Joseph for training camp uh, leading into the season, what are the advantages of getting away and doing training camp the way the Chiefs do? I think the, the biggest thing, uh, kind of like I talked about, is the relationships that you build. Uh, it's really cool to be 
um, somewhere where you're fully embraced in football. Um, I mean, every single moment you're, you're either meeting, you're, you're working out, uh, you're practicing, you're eating lunch with your teammates. Uh, it's just all, all football. Um, so it definitely, there's definitely an advantage to that, I think. And it gets you ready for the season of the ground that you're going to, you're going to have to go through of, of several months of, of being, being day-to-day football and, and making sure that you're prepared for that. We'll ask to Matt McMullen. Good, man. Hey, Patrick, uh, you mentioned how OTAs, those kind of things are beneficial, meeting the new guys, particularly the rookies. How beneficial is these three practices coming up where you're just around them, getting to know them better? Uh, it's definitely beneficial. Um, building those relationships with those guys. I think them getting accustomed to, because the training camp's different, accustomed to how we practice at training camp, getting those first few days before the, all the vets get in, and then them getting those reps. Uh, those, those things are critical. We go kind of through the first few installs, uh, with those rookies, and then they get to go right back through them uh, uh, whenever the vets get here. So they kind of get a little bit of a head start uh, to to try to prepare themselves for what we're going to do. And uh, I've kind of built relationships over with those guys over the OTAs, the mini camp, and I've actually got to throw with them a little bit during this this break. So uh, they're guys that like to work hard, and so I'm excited to get them out here. Patrick, we appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Just heard from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid and quarterback Patrick Mahomes, and now we continue on with center Creed Humphrey, followed by linebacker Nick Bolton. Here's Humphrey. Throughout the offseason, you had an opportunity to work with Patrick. Where is your comfort level, do you think, between the two of you when it comes to snapping the football and how valuable will the, these first three days before the veterans get in, in continuing that? Yeah, you know, uh, we're very comfortable right now. We got a lot of good work in uh, during OTAs and everything. So, uh, yeah, I feel very comfortable right now. I think we're, uh, we have a lot of comfortability between each other. So I'm excited to get to work. Let's go next to Aaron Ladd. Go ahead, Aaron. Creed, appreciate the time. You talked about working with Patrick a little bit. I'm wondering if there's been a point entering training camp now that you kind of realize what the expectations were and kind of what the standards are here in Kansas City. Yeah, definitely. No, like I've said before, you know, I'm entering the best organization in the league right now. So, you know, expectations are high. Um, Team standards are high. And, you know, I'm ready to get in, get to work and uh, meet those standards. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Creed, good to see you. Um, when you begin your college football career, I, I think you registered it, but the coaching staff felt at the time that maybe you were even ready to start at that point. Is there anything that you can take from that experience and obviously what you did in the OTAs that maybe you can take that leap to perhaps being a starter week one? 
Yeah, you know, just uh, come in, take it day by day and uh, work with the blue collar mentality, you know, make sure I'm doing the best I can every single day and everything that I do. Let's go next to Herbie T.O.P. Go to Herbie. Hey, Creed, I see you attended uh, the OL Mastermind uh, get-together down there in Texas. What was your biggest takeaway from that, and what prompted you to attend that? Yeah, you know, uh, there's a ton of, you know, good NFL players that go to that. So uh, when I got the invite, I was excited. Uh, you know, I worked with Duke Manny, whether he's the one that puts it on. I worked with him during draft prep, so uh, he let me come in, and it was it was great to hear from everybody. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, Mitchell Schwartz is there. It was good to, you know, hear from him, kind of take – kind of pick his brain a little bit. So it was, it was a really good experience. Let's go next to Harold Koontz. Go ahead, Harold. Great. I got to ask you being an Oklahoma alum, just what your kind of thoughts are on this move to the SEC potentially. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't really have any thoughts on it. Uh, I know the team will be ready wherever they're, wherever they're going to be. So, uh, you know, I don't really have any thoughts on it. Let's go next to Danny Welniak. Go ahead, Danny. Creed. So I got to ask you, what is the number one thing that you brought with you to training camp? And what are some of the uh, pieces of advice that some of the veterans are telling you to bring with you and have uh, easy to access? Yeah, you know, uh, I'm kind of a minimalist guy, so I just brought what I needed. Uh, I don't really need a ton of things, so I just really brought what I needed. Uh, you know, they told me uh, maybe get a TV or something if I need it, so I'll probably... Uh, I just about my laptop. I'll probably watch stuff on that, but that's about it. <laughs> Let's go next to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Creed, you got, had a chance to to work a lot alongside Joe Tooney and Kyle Long, you know, during OTAs. You know, what did you soak up from working with those guys during OTAs, and what do you see that you're able to take away that you want to build on now as you're going into your first camp? Yeah, you know, there's a reason those two guys are just exceptional players. You know, they come into work every day with the mentality of getting better every single day. And that was kind of the thing that I saw from them that I want to really take a, take advantage of is just go in and improve every single day. Go next to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Creed, you mentioned um, getting some advice from Mitchell Schwartz. Can you elaborate on, on what that advice was? Yeah, you know, just uh, different techniques that he used, uh, kind of, you know, how he took care of his body throughout the season, things like that. Uh, really just stuff to kind of help me through my first year. Okay, Creed, looks like that's all we have. We appreciate you joining us. Sounds good. Thank you. Hey, hope all is well. I, I know probably a lot of emotions going into your first training camp. Is maybe there a piece of advice that someone has given you that has stuck with you as you start this journey? Uh, yeah, I kind of got a lot of advice uh, going throughout this, uh, but most importantly, just the vets. Um, just taking it day by day, uh, trying to improve every single day. I just kind of the mindset uh, that everybody's kind of uh, told me about getting here. Uh, so that's just what I'm going to do and try to execute uh, that, just getting better every single day. Let's go next to Darren Smith. Go ahead, Darren. Hey, uh, Nick, I'm curious, you know, with this being your first uh, tr uh, training camp, full training camp with the Chiefs, how much of it is excitement for you? How much of it is nervousness? And what are you hoping to get out of it during these next uh, uh, three, four weeks? Uh, probably half and half. Uh, excitement, a little nervous, uh, kind of both. Uh, but just going forward, uh, just really trying to develop uh, as a player, as a teammate. I know what the ultimate goal here is. Uh, so I'm trying to do my part, uh, trying to be a part of winning the championship and doing my 111th. Go next to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Nick, between the, the time that you spent during um, OTAs, what is it that you really picked up the most, you know, that stood out to you 
um, things that you learn from your teammates that you're looking to try and build on and, and take into this, this camp? Uh, the playbook, uh, just, just digesting that, uh, building confidence in that. Uh, that's kind of what I gained throughout OTAs and just kind of hope to build on. Uh, I feel like I had a good foundation uh, throughout OTAs of learning the playbook, communication, uh, just kind of intangible things that you don't get uh, by just reading the playbook, by being out there with the guys. And so uh, I'm just trying to go, uh, go ahead and uh, improve on that uh, during training camp. Let's go next to Herbie T.O.B. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Nick, how did you spend that break between mini camp till now uh, to prepare yourself for camp? I just went back home, spent a lot of time with family. Uh, it's been a hectic all the way up to uh, this, this point. Uh, a lot of traveling, a lot of moving, not seeing family that much. So I uh, made sure I took full advantage of that. Uh, I spent every every day uh, with my family and my siblings uh, just working out as well. And so that's just kind of how I spent it. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Nick. Uh, Steve Spagnola has been sort of tough on rookies and really making them prove it over and over again before he'll give them a lot of playing time. Has he said anything to you specifically about what you need to do to get more playing time or any of the other coaches for that matter? Uh, no, sir. Uh, there's no uh, expectation is for me to uh, build trust. Uh, and that comes with uh, repetition and doing things correctly all the time. And so uh, that's kind of the expectation I have for myself. So I'm uh, just going to go out there and execute every single day uh, and just give him confidence. Um, and then it gives myself confidence as well. Go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Nick. Uh, I know that a lot of newcomers will rely on veterans. And I was wondering to this point, what has it been like to work with Anthony Hitchens? Maybe what have you taken away? Have you guys talked leading into this camp? Uh, yeah, Anthony Hitchens is one of the smartest football players uh, that I know coming up to here. Um, that guy, uh, very seasoned, what he's doing. Uh, I've talked to him every day, which comes just what to bring up here uh, for training camp and, or how to uh, develop and how to learn a playbook. And so uh, he's been a big help. Uh, him, Ben, uh, Willie's a second-year guy, but also been a great help for me as well uh, in my development. And so I'm going to join, uh, join those guys and just wait for them to get back. Let's go next to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. Nick, the uh, big news in college football has been Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC. You played at Mizzou in the SEC. Mizzou made that move. Uh, I'm just curious, as a Tiger, what's your reaction to seeing that happen? Uh, yes, yeah, so being a Texas guy, um, Texas and OU joining uh, the SEC would be uh, excitement. I feel like that'll bring a lot of guys uh, to compete against each other. A lot of Texas people go to Mizzou. Uh, so just bringing that, that competition of guys you play high school football with, uh, that 10 OU. Uh, since Texas will kind of just bring uh, another rivalry. Uh, I feel like it'd be great for college football. Let's go next to Danny Wilniak. Go ahead, Danny. Hey, Nick. Well, to kind of build on the previous question, you said that Hitchens told you what to bring to training camp. What did he tell you? And what's like number one thing that you always have to like bring with you like camp or on road trips? Uh, well, the main thing he told me uh, was kind of just bring uh, a TV. Uh, a lot of guys just don't bring a TV. So if you have a downtime while you're studying, uh, going through a playbook, you can watch uh, TV, watch little Netflix. Um, also just reminded me, uh, just bring small things, highlighters, pens, pencils, stuff like that. A lot of guys forget to bring. Uh, so you have time to write notes. Uh, you can re rewrite your notes at nighttime, highlighters, uh, have everything neat and organized. And so that's kind of two big things. Uh, he kind of I got, I got on me about the TV situation and also uh, just having intangible highlighters and stuff like that. Uh, just make sure I'm all the way prepared. I'll go last to Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Nick. Uh, so Coach talked a lot about how OTAs, rookie camp, all that stuff that builds a foundation for you guys. Just coming into camp, how prepared do you feel because of that time that you got around the coaches, got to get out there and learn the playbook a bit before camp started? 
Yeah, talking to uh, some guys from last year, they didn't have the opportunity to go through OTAs. And so I feel like it was very beneficial for me. I learned the playbook, being out there, hearing coaching points, uh, being out there with the vets, trying to figure out what they do and how they do it correctly. And so uh, that was pivotal for my growth. Uh, I love being out there every second of it. And so I feel like I can build on that uh, and just keep keep developing. I feel confident that I'm at a good point, a uh, good place to play book right now. Nick, we really appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. No problem. Appreciate y'all. Thank you.